Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Along the lines of All in the Family's theme song, there are many today, after hearing the Nobel Prize winning economist speak on a wide range of issues we've featured this week, that might be thinking, Mr. We Could Use a Man Like Milton Friedman Again. Milton Friedman was a powerful, passionate, cheerful, and reasoned defender of what America and capitalism has done, and what it is doing for the country and the world. He encountered radical extremist Francis Fox Piven, who co-authored the Cloward and Piven plan to overload the welfare system in this country and bring down our economy. That so-called free enterprise system has always used government. The entrepreneurs of that free enterprise system have always used government. And the question that you raise is whether other people can use government to achieve their ends. The free enterprise system, as it is spread around the world, as it is spread to Asia and Africa and Latin America, has spread through the force of arms, among other things. And those arms were wielded by governments. That was government intervention under the name of the free enterprise system, but a government intervention which destroyed the freedoms of many people. You always are talking about mixed systems, and I challenge you to find a single example in history at any time of any society where people have been relatively free, and I don't mean merely eco- what you call merely economic freedom. I, I mean freedom in license. the full sense. I mean freedom of individuals to pursue their own objectives, their own values, to live their lives. I want you to name me any society in which you've had any large measure of that freedom, where capitalism and free enterprise has not been the predominant mechanism for controlling economic activity. Not the sole mechanism, but the dominant one. I want you to name me one exception. He was continually attacked by leftists who believed that socialism or communism were better systems. Those cyclical periods of unemployment and then inflation in in cycles are inevitable and that it's only in a moderate way that those, those cycles can be ameliorated, but that economists of your stripe can do nothing about can, economists, no. can anybody help? Uh, excuse me. You said economists of our stripe. What economists can do anything about it? Well, there are different social systems. Oh, but they have the same fluctuations. If you look at the tail, at the records of Russia or China, you have even more extreme fluctuations. They don't show up in the same way. You are just kidding yourself. If you think that somewhere in this world there is a fluctuation-free society, the plain fact is that nobody of any stripe has been able to show how you get a perfectly stable, steady, certainty kind of a world, except in two places, a prison and a grave. Freeman educated college students who believed the free market to be inferior. You say that, that you believe many people in America agree in, uh, believe in your definition of freedom, freedom from coercion, and I might agree with you, but I also believe that many people in America free, believe in a different kind of freedom, And that is freedom to well-being, a certain level of standards, fair housing, at a good price, education, etc. The other thing I want to say is is that the system has built into it uh, uh, the poor remain poor and the rich remain rich, and that is an externality of the system. It is not built into the system at all. It has never been true. 
It's simply a false. If you look at the evidence, there is an enormous amount of mobility from one class to the other. In fact, there used to be a saying, three generations from shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves, which reflected exactly the opposite effect. I so don't. it simply is not built into the system. On the contrary, there's a great deal of mobility within generations and between generations, and we shouldn't argue on the basis of false factual premises, in my opinion. A society that aims for equality before liberty will end up with neither equality nor liberty. Contrary to what most economists of his day and of this day believe, Freeman also felt government was the problem, not the solution for education and unemployment. Why do we have a black teenage unemployment rate in 30 to 40 percent? Because of two failures of government. One, a failure to provide decent schooling which is a governmental responsibility, has been, whether it should be or not, it has been. And second, because of a minimum wage rate, which prevents those kids who haven't had decent schooling from getting jobs at low pay at which they can earn the skills on the jobs that would enable them to rise to higher pay. If you look at the sources of poverty, you will find a very lo- most of them are derived from bad, what I regard as wrong-headed government policies. Rather than just citing problems, Freeman also offered solutions to things like education. You about your system, although it might, as I say, make marginal changes, it does, it's not a panacea, and it should not of be... Of course it's up. not a panacea. There are no panaceas. But in the particular terms you're right, you've got the situation exactly upside down. In my opinion, there is not a single thing you could do in this world that would do more to improve the conditions of the black people who have in the lowest income classes, of the black people who have been most uh, affected by discrimination. There is not anything that you could do that would be more effective than the voucher scheme. Why? Because as I said to you before, and I challenge anybody to deny that, that there's no respect in which the black in the slum is more deprived than in the quality of schooling he can get. He's much worse off in that respect than he is even in the quality of housing he can get, than in the quality of the automobile he can buy, in the quality of the job he can get with given education. I agree with you that the poor educational qualifications have had further effects carried through life in leading him to have few opportunities to improve his economic conditions. But if we want to improve his economic conditions, we want to enable him to be a more productive, a more valuable, a more useful person. And the way to do that is, first of all, to improve his schooling. And how do we improve his schooling? The only effective device that there is for improving his schooling that anybody has suggested is to give the parents more control, to introduce the competition and the drive of private school, private market to improve the quality of the schooling that is available to them. And when confronted during a free-to-choose network discussion, Friedman tackled several questions regarding the morality of capitalism. Dr. Friedman, is there an economic system now or historically that has allowed free enterprise alone to determine which direction the economy goes? Secondly, in economics you have resources. And how to best use these resources is a value judgment, but it seems to me you can have either free enterprise decide or government decide or some combination. And don't you think combination would be the best alternative? And thirdly, 
if I can remember it, isn't there some benefit to having the government steal our money, which is what they do effectively. They'll hold a gun to our head and say, pay us 40% of your income or go to jail. They take this money and they give it mostly to government employees. Well, the government employees spend it. The marginal propensity to consume is pretty high. So the people who were robbed have to do something creative to get the money back. And isn't this creative activity the real wealth well, I take it that they would have to be still more creative if 98% were being spent by the government. <laughs> no, the third part of your thing is just pure fallacy from beginning to end. <laughs> because if those people who are now government employees were employed in creative activity and productive activity, they would also be spending their money. And we'd have a greater total around. All you're doing, let's suppose for a moment, take the extreme case that that 40% is being used just to have people uh, uh, sit around. The fact that they spend their money doesn't alter the situation. The only product there is is what the 60% produce. And that 60% is divided among the 100%. If those 40% are also producing goods, then there are more goods to go around among everybody. You are just involved in a fallacy of looking at dollars, which is important sometimes, instead of looking at the real product, the goods and services that people produce and people consume. Spending isn't good, what's good is producing. What we want to have is more goods and services. And as I say, the obvious indication that that's clear is that if your logic were right, it would apply it for 50%, 60%, 70, 90, 98, 100%. And obviously you would see that that would be a bunch of nonsense at that stage. It is desirable to have some money spent by government for those things, those services, that we believe we can get more usefully and more effectively through government. If people are getting their money's worth, fine. That's why it's very desirable to have governmental expenditures take place at as local a level as possible. Because you, as a citizen of a small community, can judge whether you're getting your money's worth. You can decide that you want to spend it. But when it comes to the federal government, you tend to think that you're spending somebody else's money. And you are, in a way but he's spending yours. <laughs> All right, now let me go back uh, uh, to the first two items. Is there any example of a society in which the fundamental determination of the direction of activity was determined by free enterprise, by free competition? Of course, most of history, most of societies today. The government does have 40% of our income that it spends, but it wastes half of it. So that as a matter of effective matter, 80% of our resources are being determined by free enterprise now. And if I go back to the whole period of the 19th century, to the whole period of the great growth of the U.S., to Britain in the 19th century, the period when Britain emerged as a leader of the nation, at the height of Britain's power as a leading nation in the world, at the time of Queen Victoria's silver uh, jubilee in 1899, I think it was, or something, celebrating the 50th anniversary, the golden jubilee of her reign. When Britain, when the, when the Britain ruled the waves and had an empire on which the sun never set, total government spending in Britain was 10% of the national income. So of course, there have been many examples over time at which free enterprises dominated and predominantly been the major source of determination. Today, it's true in Hong Kong and Taiwan, in many countries around the world. 
All right, now your second question is, does not the allocation of resources involve value judgments, and isn't it better to have that value judgment shared by government and the people? Who is government? What's government? Is that something other than you and me? Is that something that us operating through a different mechanism? Who can make value judgments? Only people. Resources don't make value judgments. Governments don't make value judgments. People make value judgments. And the question is, what is the most effective way in which we as people can jointly, cooperatively express our values? You know, we express some of them individually in the family at home, separately, people, you and I alone. We express some of them by doing things for ourselves. We express some of them through voluntary groups, Boy Scouts, churches, uh, charitable organizations. We express some of them through cooperation on a broader scale on a free market, through uh, business enterprises that serve as intermediaries between people selling their productive services, producing products and selling the product. We express some of our values through doing things through government. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, provided we keep in control and don't let the government become the master instead of the servant. And the real problem is, in my opinion, that as we move from the local community to the state, from the state to the federal government, it becomes increasingly difficult for us to control the mechanism we have established. And that mechanism tends to control us. That was the great wisdom of the founding fathers of this country, of the people who wrote the Constitution. That Constitution was designed to limit government's powers in order to preserve the freedom of the individuals. And what has happened in the past 50 years is that the fundamental character of the Constitution has really been changed. We have broadened enormously the conception of what is a governmental power and what is not, and have departed from that limited government until we have created a Frankenstein, an unlimited government that threatens to destroy us. Tomorrow, our look at the life of the man who defended free market capitalism better than anyone in American history, with the possible exception of Adam Smith. We conclude in the next chapter with his best arguments. Glenn Beck. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com.